G'day guys, welcome back to episode 13 of Life's Mitch. Last week I spoke to Caesar. He um he's in a collaborative effort with me. He's going to put me on his bonus content episode. He um spoke about his uh, experience being from Kansas and he uh spoke about how he tested positive to the coronavirus and how that affected him and his relationships too. So it's an interesting listen to so go back to last week and have a have a geese at that one. So a good got a good uh got an interesting uh episode today. I've got another international guest and this guest is a, is an author and she's uh she's starting the this, the book circuit as I'm told so you know without further ado would you please introduce yourself and tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and where your background is and where the inspiration comes from this book. Oh, great, uh, my name is uh, Jennifer Alamani. Uh, I'm here in New York. I live in upstate New York now, but I'm originally from from Brooklyn, born and raised. Uh, this is my first book. Uh, I self published, um, and this is a whole new adventure for me. So. I'm getting used to everything, so just uh, bear with me. <laughs> I'm not used to the uh, the publishing or book world. Um, but yeah, I um, the inspiration for the book, I you know, it's it's about love and loss. Um, my boyfriend uh, passed away two years ago um, next month. I'm very and, sorry to hear uh, that. Thank you. And I started um, just writing out by the pool, and um, it started to just come to me a lot of different things, and I was writing very quickly. And then I want to say um, five months later, I, I had a book on my hands. Um, and that was at the end of 2019. Okay. And um, so that's where I'm at with that. Um, but as far as um, my, you know, what, what used to be, I guess, my former career, I, I, I come from the, the world of HR, human resources. Yeah. So I was in, in the field of human resources for actually about 22 years. So a long time. Uh, very successful in that space. Um, but uh, the book is a totally different uh, in, in, you know, creative space for me. So totally different from what I've done. I can sort of relate to that, like the whole creative thing. Like I'm, this is a new project for me. So like, you know, it's, I'm a coal miner by trades and like I'm doing it for you know, a fair while myself. And like taking that transition to doing what you know for, you said like for 20, 20 odd years, where did you, where did you go? You know what? It's time for a change. And what made you decide to go, you know what? It's time for me to be creative and do what I want to do and release a book. Like, yeah. I mean, with me, I, with a book, um, I think because when COVID started and the world kind of started changing and everyone, you know, started grieving, right? And we're all grieving as a world uh, very deeply right now. Like I knew, I knew I had to publish the book. Um, and generally, I'm a private person and it's a memoir, so I get into obviously intimate details of my life. Um, but because I, I felt grief myself and because everyone else was grieving, and I knew that I needed to put it out there. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't in a sense of, oh, let me go into the author world and and be a, a writer and everything like that. It was kind of like well, I want to, I want to put this book out there and see where it takes me. But I knew, you know, I knew in my, in the career of HR, I wasn't fulfilled. And I knew that for probably for a very long time. I want to say the last, maybe easily five years. I, you know, it could be more than that. I knew I wasn't fulfilled. I was still successful and doing well and building a team and, and, and so on and so forth. But I knew there was something missing. I knew that something wasn't quite completely right. Yeah. Well, that's, well, for starters, kudos to you for taking the step, you know, it's uh, it's a crazy world. So it's, so the book's called Mark My Love and you said it's a memoir style piece of literature and, you know, you said you weren't fulfilled and like, so, you know, I, I commend anyone who has the absolute courage to go, you know what, I'm going to take a stand here and challenge the norm. So good on you for taking a step into, which is hopefully and potentially a much bigger world for yourself. Um, 
How have you found, how have you found so far? Like you said, you've done a few podcasts. How has it been like perceived so far? Like what feedback have you been getting thus far about the project? Yeah, I want to say very, very good feedback and, and it's all coming at different angles. I want to say the first podcast I did, um, we talked a lot about, um, we talked about the book, but we talked a lot about um, the spirituality that I found and transformation after going through a, a lot of uh, the grieving and then writing the book. Um, so that was an interesting angle to discuss that, um, the afterlife and things like that. And so that was interesting. Uh, and then I want to say uh, the second podcast was more of an angle of, you know, me inspiring other, whether it be women in particular or women of color. I'm, I'm, I'm a Latin descent. Um, but I want to say human beings in general, like just inspiring people to kind of search within and kind of figure out what you want to do, really. And you know, because I think it's hard. I think society puts a lot of things on people. And if you're good at a job, it seems like, oh, this is what you're supposed to be doing. But sometimes it's not. And I think it's, you know, so so different angles. And then now we're talking. So I think different, all of you have come at different angles um, discussing the book, which has been interesting for me. Well, that's cool. You know, well, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat spiritual myself. I had a an on-air clairvoyant reading and you know at the start of the year I was a bit caught up in you know uh, struggles with relationships I was at a roadblock career-wise so um, you know taking steps forward so did you in your experiences like have you always been sort of spiritual like have you had like clairvoyancy readings yourself like where does where does that all stem from do you think yeah I've always um, you know I've always had a level of spirituality since I was a child I want to say um just very like instinct, instinctual intuition was always kind of there for me. I would I would know things sometimes a little bit ahead of time and not exactly knowing like that clear, but an inkling of certain things. And I can't explain it, but it's always been there. Oh, and then good. I want to say, um, you know, in the book, in the book, I do talk about my mother passing, which was uh, 13 years ago um, on the 31st of this month. And I go sorry. into that and, you know, but kind of talking about having her on the other side and then my boyfriend. So I kind of get into that because um, it's been interesting. Let me just put it that way. I know that they're around me and uh, I, I know what I know. <laughs> That's cool. Like I am, um, my heart really, really gets warm hearing stories like that. I mean, very one, you know, I'm very sorry to hear that, you know, your mother and your boyfriend have passed. Um, you know, it's never easy losing anyone. So my sincerest condolences there. Um, so like my question to you is, when like have you ever had like have, have you think you've seen a sign or has there been like a, a positive like feeling flow over you at a specific time like just knowing reminding you that they're there for you uh, I mean you know when my boyfriend passed I want to say there was a there was an episode um something that happened at work that upset me and I was really you know really crying pretty bad right pretty like I, I literally was on the floor um and I literally called him out loud and I just said to him, I, I really need you right now. I need you. And not for nothing, uh, I had my phone in my hand and then the phone buzzed with a text, right? So I scream and I dropped the phone because oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't expect that, right? Now, it wasn't him obviously texting. However, it was a text from a friend who wouldn't have texted me that day. It was someone who was just confused about when we were going to meet for lunch, which was the next week and not that day. But yet this thing happened. Literally, as I said to him, I need you. And I was crying bad. I, I was on the floor. I mean, and I'm not being dramatic in that. I remember when it, when it happened, I was down on my knees and just crying pretty bad. So things like that. And hey, you know, that's it, it's, it's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty powerful thing right there. Like, yeah. wow. I'm, 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 I'm speechless. And that's not often I'm speechless. I can absolutely say so my friends call me a, gar a garbage bag because I'm full of crap. And I'm always, I can always string sentences together, but that's a, oh, wow. 
I bet. Yeah, yeah I would have screamed too. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> right. Well, well, it's funny when you think about it, right? Because I was asking for something out, out loud, right? I said, I need you. And obviously he's not here in the physical anymore, right? So he, I guess they have to maneuver something to get to help. I guess if you're pleading like that. And so then he gave me what I needed. I just needed an interruption for a minute because I did stop crying, but yet I screamed when I got the text, you see? So almost as if they were giving me what I asked for, but yet I was still scared in the sense of, well, wait a minute, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. It is what it is, but things like that have happened um, quite a number of times now. So That's really, that's, that's really cool. I, that's, wow. Sorry. Um, so you spoke about on one of the podcasts that people have found your novel inspiring and you know allowing other people to sort of stand up and finally make the make the changes to what they want to do so my question is who inspired you like where did you get the inspiration or like what made you go you know what enough's enough I'm gonna I'm gonna take this stand and and talk about my bravery yeah I want to say um well my mother was always my hero she she was from from the get-go for me right so I want to say with that she was part of my inspiration I I dedicated the book to her um but it was it was basically you know she you know she got sick and she passed away very quickly it was 30 days later she was gone right so and she was you know she was in her 60s but you know young and very young she didn't get to enjoy a lot of things in life right so when this was all happening with me I kind of just said you know what I have to stand up and do some stuff for myself and my life and she kind of like led, I, she was leading me that way, right? Because I know that she didn't always have a lot of things in life. And I was kind of, I was doing it for her and myself at the same time. Uh, good on you. So, you, you know, we, I've lost people at a young age as well, friends, uh, grandparents. And, um, you know, it, it sort of reminds us life is absolutely short. And it sounds like, you know, out of something truly devastating that you're able to spin something positive from it. And that is take the courage, you know, and take take a step further and go life is short and then yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and I want to say what I took was like the pain and I I turned the pain around into fuel and I let it fuel me that's that's basically what I did and I'm not saying I didn't do that right away when my mother passed because I, I wasn't grieving for her for many years I didn't realize that I wasn't but I wasn't but when he passed it was kind of like okay now I need to take this pain and do something with it because I'd already been there before right with the grief though yeah okay so it's um we all need an outlet you know some of us go to the gym some travel some I don't know do what other things as well me personally I like to go and see other friends and family that I you know and try and keep a connection so this project i'm doing is is a good excuse to to create something and you know be in touch and catch up with people haven't seen in a long time so you know i um as i said before good on you for having the bravery and um and thanks for your like thanks for coming on Dave. this is exciting i'd it's not often i get to speak to very interesting people so like so can you tell can you tell us about so publish self-publishing i wouldn't imagine it's easy and can you tell us sort of the process that was involved in that, like the steps you had to take to get the to get the book out there and everything? Yeah, I, you know, I researched different self-publishing outlets, um, and you can, you know, I think that you can you can self-publish on your own. I think by the, you know, literally, I think you can download it somewhere and self-publish. But I wanted to go the route where I had someone actually editing it and looking at the book in depth and designing the cover for me. So I knew I needed like a team. So I actually found a company that they, they that's what they do. They self-publish books for, for folks that, you know, whatever reason. Um, and then you basically pay for whatever you're looking for, right? If you're looking to just, um, they had told me that sometimes grandparents publish little books for their grandkids in a sense, like, so they have memories of them, which I thought was interesting. 
And then, you know, you have someone like me that I really wanted to get the word out there and my book out there to tell people about, you know, grieving and about love. And again, that we're not alone. So I went with a bigger plan, I say, right, where they were doing more for me because I wanted to really get it out there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, all the tools and resources were there. It was hard, but once you, once I was researching, I, everything was there that I needed, if that makes sense. Fair enough. So you said the whole process started in 2019? Yeah. Yeah, I finished the book in December of 2019. Um, and then I started looking into, again, whether I was going to self-publish or go for an agent at that point. And then I, I had made the decision to self-publish. So then I just started looking at all the, in 2020, I was just looking at everything that I was going to do. Then I was reading the book on my own and kind of um, just editing it, editing it on my own in a sense of if I think things weren't flowing well, I kind of moved them around in the book and, you know, things like that until I got it to where it needed to be. Um and then I also did take a class on how to get your book out there. I forget what the, the exact class was, but things like that. I because I didn't know that space again, right? So I, I took a course, you know, just to educate myself with other folks that are kind of doing something similar. Yeah, good on you. So I'll take it take a bit of a different direction for a bit. So obviously the world right now is in an absolute pandemic. It's an absolute, you know, shambles. So if not for COVID, how would how would one how would you find yourself spending your spare time? Like tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I, you know, I love yoga. I live yoga. So I, you know, I always make sure I'm doing some yoga. I, I love to walk. I love to be out in nature. Yeah. Uh, so I'm always walking. Um, I like to dance and music. That's a big part of my life. So I always have some type of music on. Um, I do puzzles. I like, um, you know, like um, jigsaw puzzles, right? I don't mean, uh, <laughs> you know, you're putting a puzzle together on the table, that kind of puzzle. Um, and then I, you know, I meditate and I relax. And that's a big part of my life now, right? Meditating and just being quiet, kind of just sitting still. That's a big part of what I do. Um, yeah, I want to say that's that's a big part of, of my life. And I like to cook also. I try new recipes, you know, with my cooking and then, you know, things like that. Have you found a, a, a new signature dish that you don't mind mastering? Um, gosh, I mean, I want to say during COVID, I started making banana bread, which I really didn't because I don't bake. I'm not a baker. I'm, I'm more of a cook. Yep. That was that was interesting to me, finding different different recipes and learning how to do that a little bit. So that was fun. Okay, fair enough. So you know, at, you know, I'm obviously in Australia. You're in the United States. So worlds apart. So how has corona or how is coronavirus coronavirus going now in your state? Like, um, I hear of a friend of mine uh, lives in California. She said that things are slowly starting to open back up now. And so how's things been? in your part of the world yeah i mean in new york the same thing things are starting to open up a little bit um you know obviously we're st everyone's still wearing masks and all of that um i, I want to say that new york city was probably worse in the beginning of all of it and i have family that still lives there um but i want to say i hear from them that things are a lot better it's just it's, it's still not the same and this uh, back the city's not back to the way it was you know meaning in the you know obviously there's not a lot of uh, tourists and things like that so it just seems different you know, and because um, we're used to New York, we're used to it being very crowded, right? So when it's when it's so quiet, it's very like eerie and kind of very very weird, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, but I want to say that's that's where we're at as far as this is concerned. I want to say that people are starting to get vaccinated more. I think there's a lot of more vaccination sites opening up, and I think that they're doing a lot more of that now. Yeah. From what I can tell. We um in Australia here, we've just had the first frontline workers doses go out, and the elderly and the uh, sort of secondary responses are getting their vaccines now so we're a little bit behind the eight ball in that regard but we've been lucky um we haven't we've only sort of had only about 900 deaths countrywide um so you know very fortunate in that regard and uh, you know we're starting to sort of life's going back to normal um so you know it's it's interesting to hear a perspective from the other side of the world because i don't 
I haven't really had too many international guests. So this is, uh, you know, like when you, when you get <laughs> yeah. a new toy and you're excited, it's like, this is cool. <laughs> Don't mess yeah. this up, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, um, I think, you know, the more exposure you get, you know, the more you'll enjoy yourself. And, oh, you know, you don't, you don't need, me, need me to tell you this. I mean, I am. Um, so when, after, you know, everything's all said and done, is it going to be book number two and three and four? Yeah, yeah. I already had started writing uh, book number two last October. Yeah. Um, and that one is a little bit of a fiction book um, based on some real life events, let's say. Um, I don't have a title yet. I'm still working on it. Yeah. Um, but then I actually started writing, um, actually just last week, I started writing two additional books beyond that I just it just comes to me kind of naturally so the one the one I started writing um it's that's more spirituality based and transformation and like I said it's kind of I could be sitting around whether it be I'm meditating or even out on a walk and I'll get a big you know um like a lot of ideas about a book and then I start writing so that's what I've been doing because that's how it happened you know the first time so so yeah I'm working on book uh two three and four <laughs> at the same time right now that's cool so we'll call it Jennifer's epiphany space <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so when you when you enter your creative bubble as we call it um so okay when did you realize that you know mindfulness you know have you always sort of practiced it or have you when it was like for you the first time you're exposed to a potentially a different way of thinking and meditating and because it's not in my experience it's not a common thing I, I practice some mindfulness but not to the extent that it seems like that you practice um so for those of us who are or are un, like un, unexposed to it that's not a word not exposed to a good job Mitch, <laughs> idiot. um so like where does like can you tell us a little bit about that process of where it started and like how do you train like build yourself up and transcend beyond things that uh, might have hurt you previously if that makes sense yeah yeah it does i um when I started practicing yoga, so that's like 12 years ago now, like 2009, and it was just, you know, teaching. I started doing yoga just because I needed I needed to quiet my mind. That was probably like, a, that was about a year after my mom had passed and I couldn't quiet my mind. It was just, um, you know, I couldn't, I just couldn't slow down at all um, with my thoughts. I started practicing yoga and that's when, it, you know, I, I was forced to slow down, but I was forced to be quiet. And then I started, I started from there and then I just started, you know, finding like these little you know, meditation, you know, I don't say challenges, but I would find like a 21 day meditation challenge online or something to kind of learn how to meditate like 20 minutes every day. So then I started doing that, you know, a few years back and then I just built up from there. So that's when I started to get into that space. Yeah. So it's all about, so you go at least 20 minutes a day and make sure you take the time to yourself to just stay calm, helps you compartmentalize things and helps you sort of stay on top and in top of your game sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say if I'm ever having, you know, I don't have too many bad days anymore, really, in a sense, I don't get bogged down in small things like I used to. Yeah. But if, if I feel I'm going that route, then I'll stop if I'm able to, I'll stop and just take a moment where I'm just quiet for even even if it's two two minutes, and it helps like center me back. I'm just being honest that that's where I am right now. And it's helped a lot. Awesome. A lot of different things. Yeah. I um Yeah, I find that, you know, if we have a, a place that sort of calms our mind, like for me personally, um i love storytelling like the premise of this podcast is you know we get interesting people like yourself on we share some stories well basically i like to hear the stories and just fanboy just going hmm, tell me more <laughs> <laughs> and i think that um you know that in turn makes me happy and furthermore from there it keeps my mind sane and because you know i my job my day job is i work 12 hour shifts day and night so it's 
does absolute number on my sleeping pattern, but I'm silly enough to choose to do that career. So whatever. But I think you might be able to relate to this as a, as a creative, if you have that calmness and then you can focus more and then you can turn ideas into reality. Mm-hmm. Then Absolutely. if you're like me, it leaves a big old smile on your face and it leaves you feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, every time I, I start to write something new, it's, it's easy for me. I just start yeah. writing and I, I write very quickly and I'll get a few pages done or a chapter. And then, like you said, I just woke up smiling, kind of like, all right, that was easy. No, no big deal. And, and it's funny because a, a few folks have said to me like, oh, wow, you wrote a book. And, and I know it's a big to do, but it, it wasn't hard for me to write it. That's if, cool. If that makes sense. I am. Um... Oh, a few friend, few of my friends um, just asked me, you know, you're doing a, a podcast, what, why? I'm like, well, I mean, for starters, the person who loves the sound of Mitch's voice the most is probably Mitch. So, <laughs> and like, I, I like, I like the idea of entertaining and, and this way I, I never would have got a chance to speak to people like yourself without going down this venture. So, you know, has the, since the release of the book, what avenues has it started to open up for you? Have you, have you met some, inter- like some more interesting people and, opening doors for yourself so far well i mean it, the, it's it's in a pre, pre-order mode right now it actually pre-order. is the release yeah the release date is april 13th um but i want to say the past few weeks you know i definitely i um um i got my picture um up on a, a billboard you know in times square so that happened really you know, that was interesting yeah wow <laughs> Yeah, my well, you know, the Tracy, you know, my my the Lamori Media who got me in touch with you. Yep, she um, she had asked yeah. to Tracy, she reached out. Yeah. So she got me up on the billboard. She asked me, Oh, do you wanna get your picture up on the billboard if you take a picture like this, whatever? I said, Yeah, sure. So that and but it's been, you know, I'm I'm speaking to you. You said you're in Australia and then I spoke to someone the other day. She's in the UK. So I've been, you know, I wanna say with my former job, I did speak to people globally but not personally, right? So now I'm doing this on my own and kind of just chatting with people. It's not about business in a sense of what it used to be for me. So it's been fun. That's cool. I am, yeah. um, apologies. I will absolutely make sure I edit that out and put the, the pre-release date and stuff in the bio underneath. Oh. So <laughs> I, um, see, as I said, I'm very new at this and, you know, I just, I've got it. I'm like a little kid, big smile on my face and just making it up as I go. <laughs> so like, okay. So what's, so what you're working on a few more projects? What else is, what's, what else is next for you? Like, have you thought, okay, more books? Have you thought about going down any other creative avenues thus far or? Well, I mean, I, I currently mentor, I have a couple of clients that I mentor. I've always been a mentor, whether it be for high school students or people just beginning their career. Um, so I've, I'm, I, I'm looking to probably branch out further in that space and whether it be I'm mentoring directly or training people to mentor others, you know, that's important to me. And then definitely in the space of um, diversity, that's important to me. I'm Latin American and yep. And our voice isn't always out there. So just getting into that space more. So that's where I see things kind of naturally flowing for me. Yep. So have you, have you thought, do you do like online workshops and motivational speaking or anything like that? Or is that something you might've thought about doing or? I mean, not yet, but I'm sure that it sounds like everyone who I've been chatting with here and there, they're kind of telling me they see me going in that direction. So it's kind of, you know, I'm still, I'm still in the beginning stages, right? You're catching me at the beginning here. Um, oh, me too. So- I, I'm, I've got my, my learner permit. Mm-hmm. I'm still making it up as I go. Um, and so we'll, well, you know, so we should talk again later in a few months or something, like later on in the, in the year or something and see where things are at that I would, point. I, I would as- happily, happily do that. Like, I know we've never officially met, but I can tell you super sweet and like, you've just got this <laughs> personality that just would draw people to you. So, you know, I can see why people would see you as a mentor, uh, so have you always sort of been like, can I use the term like older sister, someone people go to for advice or? 
Is that, yeah, is that yeah, a term I, I can use or it's not? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. That's fine. And, and it's funny because I'm, I'm actually the youngest of my sisters. I'm the youngest daughter, right? I'm, I'm the youngest girl of, of my siblings. Yep. But yet a lot of folks have come to me, you know, and like you said, the, the older sister or, you know, my niece, my niece, you know, she's, you know, she's in her mid thirties, you know, and um, I'm her aunt, you know what I mean? So she's, I've always been there for her. It's kind of, you know, I, I went to school to be a teacher way back when. So that motherly teaching type, it's kind of a natural thing for me. So oh, cool. So, okay. So <laughs> how many, oh, so you use those, that, those list of bona fides, is that one of the reasons you got into HR to sort of help guide people as to where they're going to go career wise or? No, I, no, HR, I, I, I just, it, I fell into it. I was, uh, I was in my twenties and I didn't even know what I was going to do. I had, you know, I, I didn't want to be a teacher anymore at the time and I didn't want to go into that space. So I really didn't know what was going on. And I, I literally went to like a career fair and they were like, Oh, we'll, we'll hire you for HR. And I was like, all right, <laughs> literally. And then it just worked out that way that I was successful in the space. You know, I was always good with people. Um, so it, it was just a natural thing. It wasn't, it wasn't a hard thing for me. You, you're absolutely feeling me with like confidence and you're like, you know what? I got to go out and do something more. That's good. I don't know. You probably, you probably had a lot of people like compliment you and stuff and I can see why. I mean, I'm absolutely, anyone that would out of converse with you would automatically be thankful. I know I am. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know I don't, I don't want to seem too sappy and stuff, but me personally, I hope someone can take some inspiration out of, out of this today because I, I am, and it's, it's absolutely like respectable. It's, it's absolutely like, uh, trying for lack of a better word, like I admire absolutely what you're able to do and you're still sporting it to this day and going beyond and creating new content. So, you know, you should be, you know, I think you should be very proud of what you're achieving and, you know, and, you said you're inspiring others and, you know, in, going international and on in Times Square. I mean, there's no stopping this. There's no stopping you. This is great. Yeah. Might as well go big, right? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I go big all the time with my head. It's massive. I don't think a billboard in Times Square would be big enough to capture my forehead, but you know, that's good. Okay. So I'll, I'll change, I'll, I'll change it up for a bit. So every week, um, and this is a bit of a play on words. We have, we like to get, I like to get the guests just to come on and, Adventure, little, um, you know, talk about something that grinds their gears. Talk about something that pisses them off. So, would you like to join me and have a little bit of a bitchy with Mitchy? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, is there like a, a topic that lately or in general that that absolutely grinds your gears? And do you want to have a good old whinge about it? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I mean, I want to say lately, at least here in the U.S., it's the whole thing with the masks and wearing the masks because of COVID. I'm just being honest. Of course, you're, oh, this is you're allowed to win. It's it's your bitchy. You can do whatever you want with it. <laughs> it it's just it, it makes no sense to me. I, I know I know we have a lot of rights here in the U.S. and everyone's like, oh, it's my right. I just want to tell folks like, get a grip. You know what I mean? It's about health or whatever. <laughs> so it's kind of like, what is the big deal? And and you look at little kids, right? They all have their masks on. They're making it make, making fun of making fun with it, right? They're just enjoying the space and going, hey, we got to wear the mask. We'll ma wear it. So yeah. why all the adults like, oh God, I have to wear a mask. I, I myself I had fun with it. I bought a couple of masks. One's like a sequence mask. You know, I, I had some fun with it. So what's the big deal? And it just annoys the hell out of me that we can't get to a space that we want to be because of this health issue yeah. and everyone's all just not wearing the mask. So, well, I saw footage last month. Um, I think it was somewhere in uh, Idaho. There was a lady who walked into a, a, a medical clinic. And um, she was claiming that she has the right to not wear the mask because she isn't infected 
etc etc et i'm not going to speak out of turn because i'm not educated on the united states way of life you know um <laughs> in australia here we have had mandatory masks in some states but now because we're you know our government's done really well in terms of stopping sort of local infection spreading and all that sort of thing so in my state new south wales they're not mandatory at the moment but you still like just when we saw we went into lockdown about march last year so about 12 months ago and you still saw pockets of people going to the beach not masking up you know doing the wrong thing and thousand dollar fines weren't enough so it's i can absolutely understand your frustration um it's like, well, hang on. If we all work together and get through this absolute, I refer to it as a dumpster fire of a situation, <laughs> you know, um, the sooner we can get back to hopefully some sort of normality. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's such an easy thing, right? Why uh, are we complaining about it here so much? And I think that, you know, they didn't do it federally from the beginning. I mean, across the board telling us it's man- mandated across the United States. And that was the big mistake from the beginning. And now, you know, now we're paying the price. I mean, there's over 500,000 dead in the U.S. I mean, that's, that's so a sad. lot of people. That's so right? sad. And people are still complaining, right? Still bitching. I don't want to wear this mask. You, you can't make me wear the mask. <laughs> and it's like, so it's, it's kind of having a bitchy about people who are having a bitchy. <laughs> exactly. I like that. In- Inception bitchy. <laughs> nice <laughs> well, i i'm a, yeah I, if i can make a pun out of something i'm always there it's just a useless <laughs> trick i'm quick-witted i'll say something then my brain will catch up and i'm often cringing going oh mitch you dickhead <laughs> so we i um me personally and a lot of my friends here an australian like sort of uh thing to do is we self-deprecate ourselves and we absolutely bag each other out we're very cheeky and banter is big where i'm from so we're, i'm in sort of interstate new south wales like a small country town and um it's called curry curry it's a it's indigenous aborigine name meaning town of murals and there are it's just it's a, this place is a dive <laughs> it's, it's, it abs- <laughs> they have a they have a festival here that that celebrate mullets like oh. the hairstyle it's like you go <laughs> a few weeks wow. ago it was on and I come home from work and there's a men's category, a women's category and a kid's category. And I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, why, why did I pick this crap hole to live in? (laughs) (laughs) But such, such is the, you know, choices you make. I mean, it's, it's good for work in terms of that, but you know, Mm -hmm. so I guess, you know, if, 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 if it's okay, would I be able to have a a bit of a bitchy as well? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So what, what I want to bitch about is, well, in itself, curry curry, because, you know, every second driver has a shopping cart in it. <laughs> and there, are, you know, you know, like those Western style films, when you see the outsider in the town walk into the saloon and there's the seven guys at the bar and they turn around. We don't serve your account here. I think since I've got all the teeth in my head, I walk into the pubs here and it's like, what do you, what do you, who's that? It's like instantly look at you. And it's like, oh, small town syndrome. It's crushing my soul. <laughs> so if you ever make the trip down here or I don't know have you ever been down here before no no I've it's funny because at the end of 2019 that was the first time I've ever been out of the United States oh where did you go I went I, I went to Canada for work um yeah. so I went to Toronto but that was my I had just gotten my passport a few years ago um but it's funny because Australia has always been one place that I wanted to visit I uh <laughs> It may sound funny, but when I was a kid, my mother watched, uh, there was this movie, this miniseries on TV, and it was in Australia. And I think it was because of that. I think I was just watching it as a kid and just dreaming about it for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> so that's always been a place I've wanted to, to visit at some point. 
Oh, you'd be more after everything. You know, obviously, when it goes back to normal, you'd be more than welcome to come down. Yeah. I can recommend Melbourne is the capital of one of our southern states. Gorgeous city, mm-hmm. plenty to do, and um, I reckon you would absolutely love it there. Also, if you can get a chance, Sydney got plenty to offer, and nice. the Harbour Bridge Opera House. You know, you'd love it. Um, yeah, so there's nothing like a good old whinge. I'm sorry to carry on like an absolute <laughs> pork chop, but you know, curry curry is just an absolute crap hole. <laughs> That's fine. That's cool. So, you know, I, um, so could you tell us, you know, with the book, with the transcendence you've made in terms of like overcoming, you said you had times where things were tough and now you've, you've meditated and you've trained yourself to go beyond. Did you ever like, if you, if you cast yourself back to even just a few years, did you ever dream about being able to overcome such hardships and be a, a beacon for others to no. sort of show no no i would say no i mean i think that if someone would have told me a few years ago that oh you're gonna you're gonna be grieving again you know losing someone very quickly like that and grieving i i probably would have thought like there's no way i could get through it i probably thought i, I probably would have said that but it happened and i did so you know it's just it's, it's interesting to me but yeah i would probably say no i i i'm, I'm very different than i was a few years back it's you know very different that's cool i like hearing stories about how people can sort of think back and go past me would be really surprised like the past version of me would probably you know look to the future and go i wish i still had hair but you know like that's been a, <laughs> it's been a losing battle for me um <laughs> sorry I, we're here to talk about your book and i'm talking about my balding head <laughs> i do apologize for that oh good on you mitch you're an absolute idiot um but yeah i um so what i'll do is if you do you want do you have like any social media that people can get in contact with you or uh, uh i i'm on instagram and i'm on linkedin yeah and then i have my website my website also so what i'll do is i'll grab the details of those put them in the bio underneath and okay. um you know then obviously where people can go to find your book and do the pre-order as well um but yeah so is there anything else that you'd like to close out on or no just you know my my you know what I've been closing out with with everyone is just saying again to to live your life in love, right? That's what I'm trying to tell everybody. Yeah. That you know, it's important, and I think starting with self love, like that's the most, that's the main priority in order to love others. Um. So that's just to to focus and radiate your life there. Yeah. Fair enough. I um. There's a okay talking about this this local pub. There's a wise old bloke goes by the name of Barry. He um. <laughs> in, all, <laughs> in all of his wisdom, and he said to me, he said, so for a long. Oh, this project is sort of it, it speaks about relationships you know because everyone has like a relationship story whether it's you know they're currently dating single whatever it is and for me it's sort of it's been nice to sort of put myself back out there again in this forum and the line he said to me is what he said no one can else can love you unless you love yourself and i think there was wisdom in his words between you know his stinky breath and the gap in his teeth yeah you know, there's some <laughs> wisdom in the old fella so you know i absolutely agree with what you said so I am. Um, I absolutely thank you for your time today. I know that with time differences and stuff, it's it can be be difficult. But you know, I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your story. So you know, thanks for coming on, Jennifer, and um, all the best in the future. And I and we will catch up in the in sort of in the later in the year and see how things are going. How does that sound? Great, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. No worries. So that's episode thirteen, and thanks again. Cheers. <laughs>